I don't know if you've noticed like me, but I reckon reality TV has gone a bit mad of late. Cooking seems to be the flavour of this year and the past couple of years as well. And so we've had this fascination with reality TV and cooking. But these shows are concerned more about a solid, healthy meal. It's about creating a culinary masterpiece. The food has to firstly look great on a plate and then it has to taste absolutely fantastic as judges argue about texture, fluffiness and all the things that I seem to bypass as I just fork food into my mouth. We've had MasterChef with a version for little kids as well, MasterChef Junior I think it was called or something like that. Now we have My Kitchen Rules and the latest one, Conviction Kitchen. Maybe you've seen that. And Conviction Kitchen is about people who have a shady past and have been in prison or done some time and they're competing for a job in front of a national audience. And what's going to happen is they're either going to find a new start with a new position in a restaurant or they're going to be faced with more failure and a return to a sad life as they know it. The show spruiks that Conviction Kitchen is an opportunity for people with a shady past to redeem themselves. Now, if there's one thing that Lent and now Holy Week reminds us all, it's that we all have a shady past and a shady present as well. No one here tonight has everything all together and is living a perfect life. That kind of perfection is something only Jesus can claim with any real integrity. Jesus, who tonight doesn't give us an opportunity to redeem ourselves, but prepares to take our shady past and our shady present upon himself as we approach Good Friday and then Easter Sunday. These three services of Easter reveal the amazing lengths of God's love for you and for me. Not how we can make it on our own and redeem ourselves, but seeing, understanding and tonight tasting, tasting, putting it in your mouth, God's redeeming work for you through his son, Jesus Christ. Tonight is about a meal. Tonight we eat in God's kitchen, not as judges or for our viewing pleasure, but as his guests, as God's guests at his banquet table. Guests who, like the contestants on Conviction Kitchen, carry our own burdens with us from our shady past and our present. Tonight we eat God's meal, consisting of the very best food we could ever hope to eat. It is good food. In fact, it's the best of foods that Jesus offered his disciples on the night before he was crucified. It's the healthiest of all foods that God prepares for you to enjoy again tonight on this Maundy Thursday. And the food that Jesus offers you is himself. The food is Jesus wrapped in, with and under a wafer of bread, in, with and under a sip of or mouthful of red wine. He said, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Drink of it, all of you, this is my blood shed for you. How? How does this happen? Mysteriously. Mysteriously. We don't know how. Some things are just too massive, too mind-blowing, too big for human reason and explanations. But take comfort tonight that you worship a God too big to squeeze into any little human box of simple explanation. 
God is just so much bigger than that. We believe it is, it is his body and his blood, the crucified and risen and glorified Jesus because he says so in his word. And as God's children, we take God at his word, a word guaranteed with the seal of Jesus' own blood on the cross. And that's all that matters. And so as we eat what Jesus, the ultimate master chef, has prepared for us, what does this food do for us? If we're taking in Jesus in in this meal, then what does this food do to us? What do we become? Because Jesus has not prepared a meal that won't affect us in amazing, life-transforming ways. Well, first of all, it's a cleansing meal that conveys God's forgiveness. Jesus said it's for the forgiveness of sins. The food Jesus gives is better than any detox diet that you've seen on the internet. His food cleanses every sin, even your conscience that condemns and accuses you. You won't find food like this in Woolies or in Coles. You certainly won't find it in the best grand final dish on reality TV either. And yet it's yours free, yours for free, whenever Holy Communion is celebrated. As you come to Jesus' table, you receive the forgiving Jesus Christ. It's part of the teaching of our church, which lays out the facts for us tonight. You might remember from your catechism where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also... Anyone? Life and salvation. Praise the Lord. This food is good for this life, but it also guarantees God's baptised children redemption now and eternal life with God forever. It's a foretaste of God's ultimate heavenly banquet that he's prepared for his people. Now that, my friends, is an amazing, amazing dish of food. It actually does something to you, reflected in that post-communion blessing that you receive every time you come to the altar. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his holy and precious blood strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Go from here in peace. Amen. No wonder we go in peace. Our bodies and our souls are eternally forgiven, eternally saved and eternally preserved by Jesus. Secondly, it makes us members of the new covenant, the new relationship between God and his people. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. That's what Jesus said as he instituted tonight's meal. Through Jesus and only through Jesus do we enjoy a new relationship with God, not based on laws and commandments and animal sacrifices, but on grace and forgiveness, based on the sacrifice of Jesus, the ultimate Passover lamb this Easter. We come to God through Jesus and his blood now. We have unhindered access to God and we can enjoy him as our Father in heaven. We have no fear of judgment or punishment or shady dealings in our past. Instead, you are part of the people of promise through Jesus. The people of promise. What Holy Communion assures us is that we belong. 
People often look for a place to belong and here it is in the covenant relationship with God. Holy Communion assures us that we belong and are people of the new covenant, the new relationship with God. We stand with Jesus before our Heavenly Father as new and redeemed people. And God sees you that way. He sees you as spotless and holy because you're joined and united to the Holy One, Jesus Christ. That's the power. That's the awesome power of this new covenant relationship. Thirdly, it makes us witnesses to Jesus. After quoting uh, the words of Jesus instituting Holy Communion, St Paul goes on to say this, Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. By taking part in this meal tonight, rather than sitting at home watching TV with fish and chips and a bottle of Coke, you are giving witness to Jesus, to Easter, to his dying and rising for you and for the world. You're proclaiming your allegiance to Jesus Christ tonight by being here. You're saying you can't redeem yourself conviction kitchen style, but you need only what Jesus can give you for life in his kingdom, both today and forever. And that's not it. You're also saying that you're thankful. Thankful for everything Jesus has done for you by dying for you. Every single time you come and kneel at the altar and commune, you're saying you're thankful for what Jesus has done for you. That's why we always pray and give thanks to God for his amazing meal every time after we've communed. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. As Lutherans we talk a lot about Jesus uh, being truly present in Holy Communion and that's true and we need to remember that. But we also remember the work of Jesus in this meal and we remember by doing, by participating in the meal, by physically eating and drinking what Jesus has prepared for us, we are remembering through enacting the meal. Meals often do that, remembering someone or something. A birthday meal remembers but it also celebrates the person who is very much present with us and communion celebrates all Jesus has done for us at at Easter. So we're witnesses tonight to Jesus who died and who's with us here as we gather in God's name and as we partake of the meal Jesus has prepared for us tonight, we are what we eat. We are forgiven and we are full, filled to the brim with Jesus' life. Redeemed not on our own terms but by God. People who now enjoy a new relationship with God have a place to belong and people who are witnesses to Jesus. We're complex people though, friends. We're very, very complex people and we don't always keep things nice and simple. Sometimes we prefer the the taste of junk food much more than Jesus' good food. We enjoy food that isn't good for us. So sometimes we stay away from communion for long periods and we dine on other things. We act like the judges on reality TV thinking we know what's good and we know what's not good. We imagine we can survive without Holy Communion. We imagine that this food looks so ordinary that it can't be that good for us. 
We become bored because God, like mum or dad, puts out the same food again and again and we get tired of it. We want to see a culinary masterpiece to marvel at and to get excited about. It's true that we may may not always feel satisfied after receiving communion. In fact, we may not feel any different at all, but we need to believe that where Jesus is, there is always life and there is always health and there is always a clean slate. What matters is what he says about this food, not how we feel about eating and drinking it. And he says it's good. He says it's eternally good and he says it's life-giving. He says it's his own life given and shed for you. This must be good for you and that is all that matters. So the table is set. The ingredients are ready. All we need now is for Jesus himself to say the word, his own words of institution that commit him to this food, excellent food, and the most amazing food you could ever imagine eating. Maybe I'm biased, but I think that's pretty natural because Jesus is the ultimate master chef. So are you hungry tonight? And if you are, come and get it. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds safe in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.